Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition. It's a hybrid today. Pull the hybrid out the bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> Here it is, man. This is a special edition of the podcast because we are cross-promoting speech check and fair ones and fair ways. And I'm only going to do this for a very special reason. There's only a few times that it really makes sense to do this. Uh, and today I'm joined by board members of First Team Northwest Arkansas, Randy and Isaac Fellas. Uh, matter of fact, I didn't do this last time, so I'm going to do it this time. Welcome to the show, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's great to have you here. Um, we were talking about the dramatic intro music here. And again, you know, our, our you know this this platform, Fair Ones and Fairways, is kind of a a cross between the love of my life since I was a little kid and something I have discovered over the last couple of years that has had a huge impact on my life. Talking about boxing, talking about golf. Obviously, a lot of you are going to get those boxing vibes from that music. Yeah. You know, like I said, since I can remember, since I was a little kid, I can always remember um, some of my earliest memories or were watching the big boxing match. Family gathered around the TV, everybody talking, having a good time, having food, yeah. having drink. You know, just I've always been a fan of boxing. Um, because of how how much truth is wrapped in it, right? They, they, you know, Teddy Atlas, uh, boxing commentator, he says that the boxing ring, he calls it the chamber of truth because mm. all the truth comes out in there, right? Um, you get in there, and if you skipped, you know, if you were supposed to run five miles, you were only running two, we're going to find out. Mm. <laughs> if, you, if you were supposed to be on a strict diet and, and you were having Snickers in, in it, we're going to find out. <laughs> You know, uh, it, it just the truth comes out in the boxing ring. And I was telling Randy before, you know what's amazing about the game of golf? The truth comes out. Same thing. It, it, yeah. it, it makes you ask a lot of the same questions. Because I know who I am when things are going good. But who am I when things aren't going my way? Mm, right? Absolutely. And you find out in boxing real quick when you get, when you get hit. Yeah. You know, but you also find out on the course – when all of a sudden, when you don't hit, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> when when all of a sudden, right, uh, you, you're ob, you know yeah. what I mean, or all of a sudden, you're in the water, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and all of a sudden, what do I got to do? How can I, you know, get back on track? How can I get back on course uh, to going where I got to go? Okay, I said a lot here on the yeah. intro. Um, well, hold on, because on. Okay. you know I grew up on boxing. Who did you start watching when you started watching boxing? Oh man, I mean it was you know it was an era kind of like the end of the Sugar Ray, okay. Leonard okay. era, um, the Mike Tyson, yeah. like those yeah. days where Mike was focused. And I don't care what you say, a prime focused Mike Tyson is the scariest guy to ever put on those gloves, oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. now, he's still scary. Oh, well, he, <laughs> he is. He just, he's just learned a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's a lot nicer these days. Yeah. Um, unless you, you know, harass him on an airplane. I don't know. <laughs> Remember that video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't poke the bear. Yeah, yeah. we grew up on uh, Cesar, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Yep. Um, the big fight with uh, Camacho. Oh, yeah. Um, Roberto Duran. Yes. I mean, it's just, it, it was golden back then. It's a little different now, but. Well, you know, Chavez, I mean, he was, again, the, I, I think it's pretty clear. Obviously, everything's debatable, but probably the best boxer to ever come out of Mexico. Um, and he was big time. I mean, it, it was in those days to where the promoters weren't so greedy and they would actually put these guys on the undercard of a Mike Tyson uh -huh. fight. He was always the chief support. Oh, yeah. You know, they had to get those Mexican fans oh, yeah. to watch. And uh, having Chavez on the undercard of those Tyson fights, I mean, I miss those days. Yeah. You know? I, I miss it. They're, they weren't running marathons. Now it's a running marathon. Like they yeah. were running, Back then it was about fighting, toe-to-toe, right. -to -toe and right. see who can hang. Um, it's a little different now, but I get it. Well, there's a lot of money now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like the guys make more money than ever, and once you up the purse. Oh, yeah. It changes things. Hey, All of a sudden, you I can't don't forget about Roy Jones, though, man. Oh, well, Roy Jones Jr., okay. I see what you're doing to me here. He's baiting me in. I'm going to go in on this. I was going to talk a little bit more golf today, but I see what you're doing. I'll, I'll say this. Well, you know they just had the fight. That's why I'm excited yeah. about boxing. Well, let me tell you this. Roy Jones Jr., I'm going to put this out there on the record so you can hear me say this with my voice right now as we're uh -oh. recording this. Uh-oh. In his prime was the greatest boxer that ever lived. In I'll his prime. That. I'll give you that. He stuck around way too oh, yeah. long yeah. and has damaged his legacy. So Chavez did the same thing, man. It's hard, way man. Way too long. Boxers, particularly, because, man, let me tell you, it's got to be something going around. Hey, champ. Yeah. You're the champ. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're the champ, yeah. 
to walk away from that and have it's an hard. identity outside of that is very difficult. Absolutely. Very difficult. What I was telling you, Randy, uh, was that, you know, we're talking about boxing here pretty heavily. What I have found, again, boxing has been the love of my life since I was a child. I have discovered the game of golf uh, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. about two, three years. And it has impacted my life tremendously, tremendously. And the, and the funny part about that is when I was growing up, my father used to tell me, my dad, he would tell me, he said, son, that's a game you need to learn. That's a game you need to learn. And I'm going to get more into that because uh, I recently found out why he told me that. Um, but one thing I have found out about golf, and I thought this was amazing, just how boxing when you get hit, will make you ask those questions. Golf makes you ask those same questions, oh, yeah. but you don't have to get hit in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, that's a great, you know, I want you to know that. If you can hear yeah. my voice right now, you can <laughs> find out some things about yourself without having to get punched. Yeah, you that's know? true. It's a different kind of punch. Like, you won't wake millions, but. Yeah. <laughs> I've got punch in the gut playing golf. <laughs> I can tell you that. Who'd you make mad, man? <laughs> My sandwich. God, that's right. That's right. Oh, man, nothing like hitting hitting it right on down there. You're just a wedge in. All right. Time I'm, I'm going to be putting for bird here in just a second. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Or it goes water. two yards you your water. You. Yeah, get that <laughs> right, right there. Back in the water. Yeah. Or you're in the fairway, but the wrong fairway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, man, I, I want to jump in here and talk about some of the work being done. Uh, First Tee, Northwest Arkansas. Again, you know, my eyes have opened up to a whole new world since I uh, discovered the game of golf. Uh, I was one of the guys who kind of got into it during COVID, right? I feel like that mm-hmm. was a, there was a big influx of people uh, who uh, found the game of golf during that time because it was the only thing that you could do, really, that was approved and, hey, you can still do this. You can still be active. I mean, when they were having people – you know, locked down in their houses or very limited, you know, interactions, very limited physical activities that you could, you could do outside of your home, knowing that I could hit the course, mm-hmm. that beautiful sanctuary out there um, <laughs> with the sun shining and all those things, uh, it became very attractive. And I finally got out there. My, my man, Bishop, he's the guy who, who finally got me out to the course. Um, and I have just been like I said, the only thing that I can compare it to is the sport of boxing, how mm-hmm. how intrigued I have become, how fascinated I have become, how much I have learned. Um, I mentioned to you earlier my, my father telling me, son, that's a game you need to learn. He, I didn't know why he told me that until like last year. Wow. I was, he said, well, you know why I told you? I said, why? He said, man, when I was, when I was young, and, and my father would be 75 this year, um, he said when I was young, he used to hit his, my grandmother's house was right across the street from a school. And that school had a big field. These businessmen would go out to that field and hit balls. And they'd pay him like a nickel to like to go get the balls or whatever. Back then the nickel, hey, man, I'll give yeah. me a little meal. Oh, yeah. I'll give you, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Shagging um, balls. Yeah, you know. And, and so he, he didn't understand, but he did understand, hey, these guys are successful men. They're out here making deals. They're out here building something. And they're all playing golf. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I, that's where his, his that's you know, awesome. he, where, where his perspective had come in from. Boy, I wish I had listened to him. This game is is it has had such a huge impact on my life, one hundred percent for the better. Um, and I want you to kind of get into you know how you first um, interacted or, or came to the sport or how the sport came to you, however that works. Um, where does that start for you, Randy? We'll start here with you. At the age of eleven, is that right? Sure is. Wow. Yeah, and so. My first job was at the age of 12, and I was working in the pro shop Okay, at a club. And I cleaned carts, shag balls. Yeah. Funny story is the pro would be teaching guys how to play golf, right? And I'm back there at 150 yards out, and I'm the pin. (laughs) (laughs) Bob and weave. (laughs) I got real smart. I started taking my baseball glove out there. That's (laughs) That's a good good move. Yeah. That's a good move. It was awesome. And they tipped me well, and I'd pick the balls up and go back and do it again. Wow. And at the end of the day, I'd clean the carts, and and I just fell in love with the game. I liked the vibe. And there was a pro that I liked, and he was what I called an old redneck. Sure. And But he he could hit a golf ball, and he could teach you how to hit a golf ball. So uh, it was really fun to see, but... 
Yeah. So in the it, it, you know when you got started, you know, uh, 11, 12 years old, kind of interacting with the game, getting familiar with the game, um, being in those kind of environments, man, you know, catching balls, shagging balls, doing all that stuff. Was there anybody at that time that you watched? Like, did you start watching the sport? Were you an observer of the sport? Like when it was on TV or some of the big matchups, things like that? Did you start watching it as well? Absolutely. Jack Nicholas. I loved him the and Golden Arnie. Bear. Yeah, I loved him and Arnie going at it. But what really got me hooked was at where I shagged balls and worked. The pro worked with a guy, uh, a father, uh, two brothers. Uh-huh. And one of the brothers went on to play in the PGA. They both went to LSU and played. And his name is Stan Lee. And Stan went on and uh, played pr- professionally for quite some time. Wow. And so they were sort of my real idols every day. And so I'd see them working hard, and I'd go out and hit balls and work hard too. I just didn't have the chops that they did to play the game. Sure. But those guys really, they were my real idols every day. I mean, to be able to see it up close like that. Yeah, it was I, cool. Because here's the disconnect I think a lot of people, at least I know I can say that I was very disconnected on. You see these guys on TV, the PGA. Yeah. Okay. Most people, I feel like, because unless you play the game, you don't realize how immensely difficult it is to do what they're doing. Oh, it's crazy. I, 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 I think most people cannot comprehend just how difficult and, and, and how hard it is, the level of difficulty it is to execute what these guys are executing on that course. Oh, yeah. All the different elements out there, all the different calculations, all the different things you have to factor in to pull off what they're doing. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And what's amazing is they all can strike the ball really well. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And it's all between the ears. Right. When they're on a roll, they're confident, and it's in between the ears, and they're sinking putts, and they're, they're making it happen. I mean, it's uh, it, it 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 is incredible because uh, I mean there have been times where I've been on the course, and I'll be hitting it you know one kind of way, and if I let one little thought creep into my mind, somewhere it <laughs> it can go left, it can go right. I don't know, but it changes everything. It changes everything. I was playing yesterday with a good friend of mine, and we were out in the course, and boy, I was stinking it up. I said, "What happened?" I kind of was doing all right, and now I'm out here like I never played before. And it was right around like hole eight. I got a different thought in my mind, and I started hitting it again. And I I was able to kind of carry that through the rest of the round. Um, But it's so amazing how just a thought in your mind can change what you're physically doing on the golf course. Just incredible, incredible. I'm going to come back around. Obviously, we've got quite a bit to talk about here. Isaac uh, also here with us today. Isaac, let me ask you the same question, man. How how did you get introduced or how did you, uh, you know, be start your relationship with the game of golf? Yeah, my, my journey is a little different. Mine, uh, we were uh, getting together, uh, was in L.A., East L.A. Father Greg was taking some kids out to go play golf. Uh, so he asked a couple of us. Um, we obviously didn't see ourselves in that sport. Um, but at the time, I wasn't doing anything. I was like, I might as well go with G and see where, what he's going to get into. Um, that was my first experience with golf. Number one, I was blind as a bat, didn't have glasses or contacts. Uh, so I had somebody watching the ball. So every shot looked great to me <laughs> at that moment. Um, but that was my first experience, and I actually really didn't pick it up until I was in my 20s again, um, had some adversity in life. And I said, man, I need to let some of this energy out, and I – bought some uh, golf sticks, um, and I was out there just in the range hitting. Um, and it really didn't get serious for me until I started working for First Tee where I wanted to work on my craft. I knew being a baseball player, I knew I could hit the ball. Yeah. Uh, but hitting a baseball and a golf ball is two different things. It really is. <laughs> some people try to make it the same thing, yeah. and you yeah. see how that works yeah. out. Yeah, it, don't work, well. it doesn't work out. <laughs> um, so for me, it was just a journey, right? Like, why was I introduced to this? game at a young age right um somebody planted the seed someone planted the seed um and it stuck for a little bit and then i would watch it i started watching it i didn't even i wasn't even playing it but i started watching it i know yo you had trevino uh chichi rodriguez so you start hearing about these people uh, in the sport and so i started paying a little bit more attention but really didn't get intrigued by the game 
Um, and then Tiger Woods came along and he just changed the whole stigma of the game and, and, and he made it cool to watch golf because of his passion um, and how he played golf was different. And yeah. he obviously looked different. Yeah. And so for me, that's when I really started paying attention more to golf. Again, uh, you know, fast forward to first tee and for me, it's more about working on my craft. It is a tool that I can use not only at work, but outside of work to network with people. But for me, it's more of that I'm an athlete. I love to compete and I love to win. And it's the first time in any sport that I play that I feel like, man, I'm a long way to, to go before I'm pretty decent. And so for me, that, you know, just the adversity in, that brought me to the game. Adversity that brought you to the game. Yeah. Can, can, you, can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I was just a lost kid, man. I lost my dad when I was 10. And so uh, when I was in, in L.A. and there was uh, several of us, I, have, I remember my cousin Dario we were over there at, at Dolores Mission, and G's like, I'm going to take some kids to go play golf. And uh, there was a bunch of us that were getting in trouble doing nothing. And so he put us in a van, and he took us to a golf course. And so for me, number one, it was the first time being exposed to the game. But number two is the respect of the game. He was mm. trying to teach us. I didn't know that at the moment, but he was trying to teach us to be respectful, be quiet when someone's in, tuck his shirt in. There was more to the game that he wanted us to learn, and it wasn't really the golf aspect I realize now. Yeah. It was more of the life skills that come from the game of golf. And so for me, being lost, losing a father at 10 years old and not really having any adult male role model, for the first time someone just took us out to do that and to teach us a sport like that. And so obviously at that age I wasn't trying to hear it. But I can connect the dots now as an adult yeah. why he was trying to do what he was doing. He was kind of like Miyagi with the wax on, wax off. That's he right. was like, that's you know, right. no, no, not wax on. That's right. Oh, that's, that's what right. that was. You know, <laughs> seriously. Right. Yeah. Because, and that's another thing, right, that I love about, about, about the sport because you don't realize some of those things, I guess, just not, not being familiar. Right. Um, I, I love how, you know, tea time, you want to be there. You kind of want to be there a little early yeah. mm-hmm. in life. Mind. You have an appointment. You want to be there. Yeah. You kind of want to be there a little early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and you want to be presentable, right? You know, on the course, you got to have collared shirt. You, you know, some some places, I mean, they don't really make you tuck in your shirts anymore, but some places do. Yeah, they do. Some places yeah. do. You yeah. get some of these top-notch places that are going to make you do that. That's why I don't Got to work that out. Um, but, but you know, it's these other things. Like you said, respectful. When, it, you know, when someone's getting ready to take their, take their swing, take their shot, quiet down. Uh, be mindful of others. Uh, be respectful to your environment, man. Hey, you know, if you make a divot, which is a blessing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fix that thing. Yeah. You know, repair your divot. Uh, it, you know, if you take a chunk out of the turf, hey, fill that in with sand, man. Yeah. Repatch, you know, things like that. Be respectful. Uh, I just love all the lessons that can be taught through the sport uh, of golf. Um, and again, that's why I love first tee. Yeah. Uh, when I realized, it was funny, when I started really getting into the sport, I over and over, People are like, you need to go to first tee. You need to go to first tee. And I was like, well, I got to find out what's going on at first tee. <laughs> Let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, the the sure. work done at first tee. Now, first tee is a nationwide organization. Actually become an international. Yeah. International. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In- international organization. Yes. Uh, tell us about first tee specifically. What, what, what is the mission? What is done at a first tee facility. I guess we can talk specifically because we're here in Northwest Arkansas, Mm -hmm. but I know there's a general theme throughout the goal of first tee. How would you describe it? It's pretty basic. You try teaching kids life skills through the game of golf, Mm. and you try to prepare them for what's ahead, dealing with adversity, how to overcome, how to set goals, how to do the things in life that we have to do. And so we just do it through the game of golf like you were talking about. It's the platform, and it's a great teacher. And if we can hook the kids into liking golf, we've got them. And they'll stick around for for quite some time. So that's the best recipe to prepare them for the future. And with COVID and what kids have gone through, it's not been pretty. Oh, right. And so an outlet like this – makes a huge difference in their lives not just today but in the future absolutely because for for one thing golf is a game you can play for your whole life oh yeah that's one thing that i think you know we can't stress enough this is something man when you pick it up you never really got to let it go i mean there are guys out there i mean in their 80s playing Mm -hmm. you know and beyond who are out there i mean they get to and they've earned the right 
to hit from those front yeah, tees up do. there. You know, I'm still a little mad about that one. But they, they do. You're right. It's it's tough when you're out there with a with an 80 year old and he whooping your butt. You know, it's tough, man. But but that's a beautiful thing about the game. It's a game that you can play for your life. Absolutely. Um. And and does it ever amaze you? Or I, I know what really amazed me. And again, that's as I learned about the sport. Just how many lessons can be taught through the game of golf. It's amazing to see how life and golf in a lot of ways just mirror each other. It's amazing. Does that ever, did that surprise you when you first learned about the game? A little bit. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But as you go through the different experiences, it's just the overlap is crazy. We played golf this weekend with my grandson. He's 12, 13. He lacks a little bit of confidence in life, right? He's trying to figure things out, and he's growing up, and his hormones are going a little goofy. And so it's amazing we've got a little thing we do on the golf cart when he hits a good shot. I beep the horn. And it's amazing that positive reinforcement, what it does to his confidence. And then as we play the course, we talk about taking care of your divot. Right. If you see a divot that's on the green that you didn't make, Fix it. Fix it. Respect the course. And a lot of adults don't do this anymore, yeah. which drives me crazy. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Uh, right? So we're teaching the kids, and hopefully they'll teach the adults because this is going a little bit sideways right now. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Isaac, how about you, man? Is it, uh, you know, especially think, from your angle? Yeah, for me it's more of uh, because I'm not – I always say this, and it might um, be repetitive, but I'm not the golf person when you think about a youth golf organization so for me it's more the mental thing right like Mm -hmm. can you get your mind strong your mind right whether it's can you hit a bad shot and focus on your next shot because your next shot might get you where you need to be but you're still focusing on the previous shot right and so for me (laughs) for me it's the mental aspect of the game right like and everyone struggles with it so for me I think that's one of the things like Randy mentioned you know social media uh, these kids self-esteem uh, they're really low nowadays. And so for me is can we help them be mentally strong, uh, whether it's golf or not, but mm-hmm. golf is a good sport they can practice in, right? And then hopefully it transitions to the rest of their life in the moment. And so for me, it's like, how can I make these kids stronger, mentally stronger? How can we encourage them, but at the same time push them a little bit more? I mm-hmm. feel like oftentimes people take the foot out the gas because they're thinking they're pushing these kids too much. But these kids can endure. You just got to teach them. Wow. Wow. The mental aspect. It's one of those, uh, again, and this is one of those things that for me just oddly mirrors the sport of boxing. You know, because Mike, Mike Tyson quoted, it said, he, of course, quoted, said, he said, you know, people think, you know, this is a tough man's sport. He said, this is a thinking yeah. man's sport. Yeah. A tough guy's going to get hurt real Absolutely. bad. <laughs> right. You have to yeah. be able to think. Golf is the same way. You have to think. Uh, your mind has to be in, in a headspace to where you can go with those ups and downs yeah. and, 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 and be able to recover or be able to ride that energy so you can really get it going, get yeah, to cooking. Right. I, let me tell you, man, there is nothing like <laughs> coming out there, hitting a shot right down the middle, next shot on the green, rolling it in, and walking to the next hole. And if you can do that a couple of times in a row, Dude, I'm, let me tell you something. It's magic. I, I get fired up. I get fired up. That's what I, 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 Thank you. Thank you for saving me there. I don't want to say something. I, I, I really do, man. Yeah, I no mean, sound effect for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we do is every time somebody says something, uh, you know, uh, we call it dropping gems. We hit that. That's so money. Thank you, my yes, friend. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, Actually, we'll probably end up using this today. You know, you got to. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's what it is today. Um, Seriously, man, it's one of those amazing experiences uh, out there on the course. And again, it's amazing how how the mind plays a factor. Like I said, I'll I'll be playing around. And if I let a thought creep into my head, heck, even out here on the range. And by the way, uh, First Tee, Northwest Arkansas, and I'm, you know, an amazing facility here. Can we talk about that a little bit too? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I want to talk about that, but like I was saying, even when I'm out on the range, I'll be hitting the ball, and if I let a little weird thought get in my head, all of a sudden I can't hit it no more. It's weird how crazy how that happens. But about the range, about the facility, uh, you guys are set up here, obviously, to to interact with the the youth uh, and people in in general. I know you engage some adults as well too. We we're talking yeah. about some of these adult classes as well. 
But you've got the facility to do everything here. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is incredible. Uh, tell us about all that is here on site uh, at First Tee. Yeah, we have 30 acres, and we have uh, a par three nine-hole course that we're really ramping up to make it quite good. Right. And we have uh, 500 feet of tee box for a practice range that's open to the public. And the public, their fees help us cover some expenses for the kids. So we have that as well as two bent grass practice greens, one for chipping, one for putting, and then we have a couple other chipping greens. So it's probably, not probably, it is the best practice facility for the for golf in Northwest Arkansas that the public can go to. We got yeah. people coming from Bella Vista, Fayetteville. It's it's just amazing that uh, the word's out and a lot of people like it. It's great grass and uh, we got an indoor facility too and we've got six bays so in the winter you can hit balls and we run classes for kids out of that. And then we have a new addition where uh, Golf USA, we partnered with them where they're going to do club fitting and uh, club repair out of our indoor f- facility amazing so it's a ama- it's just it's turning into a golf little getaway yeah it really is i mean everything is is, is here man if you want to come uh you know work on your game or just zen out a little bit i love doing that man some days if i get a chance man on lunch break or maybe after a day of work i like coming up here um and, and hitting the you know hitting a bucket of balls and just kind of finding my little happy space for a little bit right um let that sun hit my face. Let that 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 wind hit me a little bit. Or even like you said in the winter. I mean, I have hit out that bay into to like snow. Yeah, <laughs> it's, really, it's happened yeah. before, you know. And what a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. That you're able to do that, yeah. and especially you know, and with the kind of weather we endure here uh, in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, this is a gem of a place, a uh, gem of an organization who was doing uh, just some incredible work. Um, like I said, uh, my, my deep history, my long history is with boxing and I have had a chance to witness even family members, uh, who have been going down a certain kind of path, you know, uh, living their life a certain kind of way. Once they start going to the gym, uh, something changes, Mm. something changes. It, It really does build character. I have had a chance to witness golf do the exact same thing. It, it, it's incredible how, Again, how life and the and the game, the sport, somehow are teaching us the same lessons, or there's lessons you can take from one and go to the other. It's really a, a mind blowing thing, and I just want to encourage anyone out there uh, who is listening, uh, give it a swing, give it a try, take a shot. I think that you will be surprised um, with you know just what what golf, how golf can affect you. Your, your your children, yourself. I mean, and, and we're talking about boys, girls, men, women, doesn't matter. Absolutely. This this is an incredible sport, man. They can do a lot of things for you. Um, Isaac, this this facility, matter of fact, this is how we met uh, through First Tee. Yeah. yeah. Through First Tee. Mm, yeah. uh, and, and I'm so excited, uh, you know, for, for the future uh, and what's going on. But you guys also do a lot of events. You do a lot of outreach as well, too. We do. We do. Can you kind of tell us about some yeah. of that work that you yeah, do? absolutely. So we started our a mobile unit, and that was uh, to serve kids in the under-resourced community. We provide them with life skills, uh, social emotional learning, youth development, character development, and financial literacy. Um, and then we teach them a little bit of golf as well. And there's been talks this year, you know, we have a coach at George Elementary who had a good concept that he wants to teach a little bit more golf. And so we're trying to figure out ways how we can continue to give him our character strong curriculum and, and emphasize a little bit more on the golf. Um, wow. So that's one of the programs. And then from within that program in that school, we started something called Frame by Frame. And so we have uh, Mr. Omar, who used to work there. He now works for Springdale School District um, in their in – their, um, I, not IT department, but their uh, social media marketing department. Okay. So he he teaches our kids how to film and edit video, uh, lighting, uh, the history just of uh, cinematography. Um, and he, he tries to get them to do little projects and little movies and little videos. Um, and so that was something that was created specifically in George because of a conversation that me and Mr. Omar had and how he was passionate about giving these kids something because he knew that some of these kids might not want to go to school, but giving them something in a career uh, to make some good money. 
And so we started with that, and then we figured out, well, how can we serve the community? How can we give back? How can we make sure that the people that we're serving in those schools and those under-resourced communities, how can we provide more? Um, and so we started with a back-to-school drive, transitioned into a toy drive. This past year, we did a Thanksgiving drive. Um, and so we're always looking at ways how we can give back. Um, and we have great partners that partner with us um, that give and help and are able to provide things for those communities and, and partner with us with that. So for us, for me and us, uh, this organization, right, it's like when I grew up and we used to get some services uh, when I lived in the projects. And so I depended on those and my mom depended on those. And right. So that's my thought when we do these things, right? We know people are in need. Um, we know people are afraid to ask. And so if we naturally provide it, people will show up. And so it's been great and amazing, and it's just uh, you know a small portion of things to come uh, for sure. But outside of that, we part partnered with uh, Special Olympics. We're trying to create a competitive team so they can compete. We have PGA Hope that comes out here. They serve our veterans and then try to teach them and engage them in the game of golf. Love and that. so we're just trying to connect the dots in the community. We know that there's people in need and people need to get out, and, and people are interested in the sport, but how can we intrigue them? Uh, and engage them. And so that's our our hope is to continue to figure out ways and get innovative to bring them in. Well, I hope you were listening to that because what it sounds to me is that uh, First Tee is really casting a wide net to service, help, and aid a lot of different efforts and people and demographics uh, in, in their local communities. And I think that deserves... You know, I mean, seriously, seriously. I, I was mean, waiting for that one. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a that's 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 a that's a tremendous effort. Yeah, that's a tremendous effort. I, I think that's something that uh, I, I want. I was hoping that you know we could talk about some of those things because I I want people to understand how much value there is here. Um, and and when I hear about this kind of work being done, it's like, man, that's something I want to be a part of. Yeah, that's something I want to support. That's something I want to get involved with. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I just take my hat off to, to, to both of you and obviously everyone involved, because I know there's a, a big team that absolutely. it takes to do this kind of work. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, Noel, the, everybody looks at us more as a golf organization, mm-hmm. and we sort of are, but it's all about the kids. Right. And we're catching them at a formative stage in their life. We're now doing little linkster programs at age four because these kids need it. And so we just use golf as the platform to help these kids become better kids, better people. Yes. And when they get in the community and they get old enough, our community will be better wherever they land. Right. right. And so we cannot forget that. And we just use golf as the platform. Yeah. And then to add to Randy, you know, we, still continue to create programming for those that do want to take golf serious and be competitive. We have that as well. So, you know, it's a well-rounded organization and what we're trying to do in our community. You know, that's a a good point you make. And again, I just, I'm just so encouraged talking about this and knowing the work that you guys are doing and that the team just here is doing. Um, How do you know? How do you know? Because I mean, you you deal with a lot of kids. Uh, How do you know when they really got the spark for the game? I mean, one per, one comes to mind. Caroline comes every day. I call her no days off. <laughs> She's here every day. She hits two or three buckets, and you just know. I mean, there's some kids that – and then there's some kids that come in, and they know for a year or two, and then they realize, oh, maybe this is not what I want to do. Sure. Now, they don't walk away from it, but they don't take it as serious. But it's really not us to dictate what they want to do with it. You know, we're just here to support them in any way we can. And right. if they want to take it serious, we'll, we'll – get them in transition into serious classes. And if they want to just enjoy the sport and learn in the process, then we can do that too. And that's our hope is to people understand that we're not trying to force anyone just to golf. We're, we're able to adapt to whatever they want. I love that. I mean, that's beautiful. And, and I think that's, again, what makes First Tee so great is that we're not forcing anything. We're just here to support. We're here to guide. We're here to help. Whichever way you decide to go. Right. right. But, and and in, to add to that, though, no, we have coaches that we train uh, mental health, first aid, CPR, um, AED. So we, it's important for us too, right, to provide those tools to our staff. So you're, when your child comes here, 
we're definitely adequate to and trained to deal with any situation uh, because we provide our staff with that training. To, to the question uh, I asked as well too, and that's that, that's awesome that you have that. I mean, you can tell though when yeah. a kid when the kids kind of got the bug, like, yeah, hey, this is. I think that this is something that they oh, really yeah. like because you never know where that comes from, and and that's why I, I try to get this on as many you know people's radar. Yeah. That's why I'm real passionate about trying to promote the word. I was telling Randy, you know, when we were creating the Fair Ones and Fairways brand, yeah. I knew for sure we were going to cover boxing. That was my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, but you know what? I don't want to create a brand that doesn't include golf because of how it's impacted right, my life right. and all the things that it can do. Listen, listen to what Absolutely. we're talking about here. Yeah. Everything that you guys have been talking about, this is through the game yeah. of golf. It is servicing, helping, and just opening the mind and expanding the horizons of so many people. Absolutely. So I wanted to make sure that that was included. Like I said, I knew that we were going to talk about boxing. How to include golf because of all these Absolutely. things um, that it can do. What do you say or do you say I mean, how do you engage someone like me? I was the young kid, right? Uh, my my father told me, son, it's a game you need to learn. I said, dad, who cares about golf? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> who cares about that? Yeah. You know, how do you engage th- those? Because I'm sure you run into that. Oh, yeah. And, and it happens in the mobile unit. Okay. And, and that's why we try to engage them in a different angle um, and just expose them little by little. And before you know it, they're the ones asking, when are we playing golf? When do I learn how to grip? When do I learn how to hit the ball? And and that's with just the little things that we're saying, you know, we'll play golf soon. We're going to teach y'all a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And just mentioning it, they get excited. You know, every kid likes to experience something new. And that's that, I know that for a fact. I've been in the youth development field for over 20 years. Yeah. And I know that every kid likes to experience something new. And so when you intrigue them with something, yeah. now they want to know and now they want to try well, it's funny, man. I, yeah. I, I there's this thing that I, I, I it's stuck in my head. Uh, back at my office, not at the company I work now, but previously, uh, in my office, I, I, I right there at my door, I had a couple of golf clubs, mm-hmm. had like I think like maybe a pitching wedge and like a six iron, right, just sitting there mm-hmm. from a from a side set that I have, and I have one of those little hitting mats. Yeah. You know, just like a small little hitting mat. So, and, and every now and then I'd take a break and I'd move that little hitting mat out to the little open area. And I just work take on a, a couple of swings. Just try to hit, <laughs> scrape that, that yeah, turf, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, one time I have a meeting uh, with this manager and an artist. Uh, to clarify, I work you know, for a broadcasting company. Um, and a manager brought his artist come by. Now, this artist, rough around the edges, mm. young guy, young guy. A lot of street cred, you know. He comes in my, we're talking, and after our meeting, he's like, so, so I see you've been playing golf, man. I said, yeah. That kid, man, he picks up that, he picks up one of those clubs and starts swinging it. He's like, man, I want to get out there and play with you. I want to get out there and see what it's all about. I want to get out there. Man, you just never know. Yeah, absolutely, man. What what someone is going to identify with, you know. You know, wish I could have got him out there. That's a whole other story, what, what's going on with <laughs> yeah. him these days. But, but you know, you never know how people are going to get drawn yeah. to something. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I just, again, this is why I wanted to talk about the sport uh, and the work. Really, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, it, mm-hmm. I, like you said, Randy, the sport is just a vehicle of service, of education, of teaching and instilling these core principles. Um, what, can, can we talk about some of those core principles a little bit? Sure. Because I, 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 these are things that uh, really can build up somebody's character. Absolutely. Can, can, can we dive into that? Absolutely. Just right off the top, you're talking about competition, and your only competition in the game of golf is yourself right. and your brain. That's right. Right? Right. And so when you're counting your strokes, integrity is vitally important. Integrity and honesty. Yes. So that, for one, is right off the top. Respect, we talked a lot about respect for others and themselves. And so that's critically important in the game of golf. But the thing that intrigues me the most is the mind. Mm -hmm. And what I believe we're doing here is now we've got a lot of really good golfers coming out here. Mm Mm-hmm teaching other people how to play. We've got grandparents coming out here. We've got classes for parents. We do an adult-child golf tournament. 
you'll have a grandparent playing with a granddaughter or a grandson, whatever. And people say, it's my grandkids' first tournament. I'm getting to play with them. Like, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. So it's just the feeling of belonging, uh, being important, confident, and it's just everywhere, like you said, everywhere you touch and go to here, there's something, there's a value that, that sticks. But the mind is a, is a magical thing, yeah. and uh, it can make you or it can break you. Right. And so golf is, you're it. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's, you got nobody to blame. Not everybody's going to get a ribbon or a trophy. You got to work to get it, and it's up to you. I love that. I love that. I also wanted to talk about real briefly uh, something that you did uh, last year. Uh, I was honored to uh, to host the event. Was it Game Changers? Yeah. yeah. Now this was something that wasn't necessarily uh, skills related. This was more of uh, impact and influence and character. Right. Absolutely. Can, can, can you kind of tell me about that? Like what uh, what we uh, about the event and, yeah. and why we chose to celebrate that? So we try to every month we highlight um, someone that is part of one of our programming, um, whether it's Top 36, First Tee, Fosse Friends. Uh, we try to highlight a kid and the kid is chosen by the coaches um, and they have a conversation. And it's just a kid that is a great, well-rounded kid, respectful, always helping uh, paying attention, becoming a leader within that group. And so we just try to highlight them. And that was the purpose of the banquet that we had, right? We're gonna, we want to highlight these kids and, and let them know, like, hey, we see you. We know you're doing good. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also part of the mental, right? Like, we want to build them up and make sure that they feel good, too. Because they might feel, and the parents might feel like, yeah, they're doing good or they're great kids. But sometimes that little recognition goes a long way, right? And so that's what we're trying to do here as well. I love it, man. <laughs> First T Northwest Arkansas. Uh, I just, again, love what you do. Love to uh, do whatever I can to be a part and support uh, of that. And and if you're listening to this, I'd love for you to maybe take a look, take a you know look into how you can maybe get involved yourself. Uh, whether that's coming out here and and picking up a club, uh, or coming out here and supporting the effort and the work being done. Um, there's a lot of different ways uh, that this uh, that this facility that this organization. Uh, uh, can be engaged and 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 it can can go a lot of different ways. What is the best way? Is it go to the website? Do they need to come by here? They, how can people yes. kind of tap in? All yes. of it. All of it. Okay. Yeah, go to the website. But you know what? Sometimes they need people want to see where if they want to support and lean in. Like, what are we doing? Come on and see what we're doing. Come on, yeah. check it out. Come on and check Absolutely. it out. Um, if you ever want to go see what we're doing in the mobile unit, frame by frame, come on and see what we're doing, and then you'll see uh, what we're trying to do in the community. Yeah. Two weeks ago, one of my neighbors sent me a text, and we're just friends. We don't know each other very well. Sure. She sends me a text. She goes, I'm on your turf. This place is awesome. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Randy Randy went outside to see if she was standing outside the front door. (laughs) What you doing? (laughs) She got married in her husband has a grandchild and the granddaughter's in the class and she's out here and sending me a text saying you told me about this but i didn't believe you totally until i've seen what's going on there it and is. i'm like the eye's a wonderful thing and so uh, i said well i'm calling security because you're on my turf but we'll keep you around <laughs> that's good that's good i love it and it really is all right i think uh just getting out here uh, I, I think it, it is worth it. Come out here, take a look. Take a, You never know uh, how it's going to open your mind, a, a, open your eyes to the situation. And I just I, I want to encourage you to come out here. There's a lot of different uh, ways to engage. I know you guys, and listen, we're recording this. This is going to be released a little bit later, but at the time of this recording, uh, you've got uh, Cinco yeah, de Mayo. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo event, uh, May 5th. We're just going to talk a little bit about the real history of Cinco de Mayo and the adversity that the uh, Mexican Army faced and kind of plug it into what we're trying to do in the community and the adversity that our kids there face as well. And we, it's just a fundraiser to raise money to bring kids from those communities, provide transportation, and bring them here and provide them with free lessons and free classes. So that's the hope uh, with that event. It's the first one. Uh, we hope to continue that as we go forward. 
There's that. Uh, you guys, last couple of years, have done the backpack giveaways, back to school yeah, giveaways, absolutely. school supplies, backpacks, all those things, F- food, haircuts. I mean, <laughs> you guys are always doing something to serve the community. Absolutely. And again, I want to use this time just to say, hey, please find a way how you can engage uh, with First Tee. Northwest Arkansas, or wherever you're at, look up your local First Tee organization and see how you can get involved. Listen, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you guys are busy. Thank you for taking a little time to chat Thanks. with me. I do want to run down a couple of things real quick. Yeah, sure. We're going to go, we're yeah. going to have some fun here real quick no, before we wrap oh, up. Lord. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. You first, I think. <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble. No, 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 no. Listen. listen. And there's nothing crazy here. No, uh, um, the best golfer of all time, who would you say that is? For me, because I I experienced best, it. best or favorite. Yeah, me me because I experienced it a little late. I'm a, I'm gonna go with Tiger. Okay. Yeah, I just like his tenacity. Um, he was a killer. He I say Michael Jordan on the golf course. Like, okay. He knew he had the shot, or he knew he can hit that wedge off of where you don't think he could, and then mm-hmm. he made it. I mean, so it was just something cool to watch. Randy, what would you say there? This is really hard. Yeah. I mean, Tiger, he changed the game for many. Yeah. Right. 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 I'm a little older, and Jack Nicholas was the same way. Yeah, yeah. he yep. changed the game back in the day when golf. These guys were making five thousand dollars to win a tournament. A lot different, yeah. right? Yeah, and they're going Monday to try qualifying to play in the four days, and yeah. then you got to try making the cut. It was a grinder, mm-hmm. and so what he did with the game, and um, I just, I just idled that guy. He sure. was my my true idol at the time. I love that. I'll chime in too here. I just, I know that's a hard debate, right? That's why I asked it. I love that both of you gave those answers. (laughs) So I'm going to let, you know, everyone do their own research. Me personally, uh, I just, because I've seen Tiger Woods and some of the stuff he's done, I almost feel like, I don't know, like he sold his soul or something. Because some of the shots that that guy pulls off, I mean, it's like he's a magician out there. Unbelievable. I just like, this can't be real. This can't yeah. be real. Some I, of I just like his doing. approach, right? Like in some of those shots, if you look at him, even if it's old video, like he knew he was going to put the ball where he wanted. He might not know, but he knew. He just carried himself like, I know when I hit this ball, it's going to land where I want it. I, you know, if you ask me who the best is, it's hard for me to say someone other than Tiger. Yeah. I will say this, however, though. My favorite golfer, and obviously this is before my time, but because I just love going back and looking at the footage and yeah. understanding this guy's story, doing a little bit of research. Oh, wow, he was self-taught on a farm, and he goes out there with this cool little hat on, <laughs> Sam Sneed. <laughs> Sam Sneed. Sam Slamming Sneed. Sam. That Slamming. dude flexible. was cold-blooded, yeah. man. Yeah. Cold-blooded, yeah. smooth, stylish, and uh, I love just the way, you know, you could tell he's raised on a farm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. I love it. Well, what's funny is you look at some of the old-time golfers. Yeah. Look at their hands. They are, like, thick. Yeah. yeah. And they're tough. Yeah. It's just, it blows my mind. What is that? Yeah, mm. I don't know. And flexible, too. Yeah. There's a picture of, I think it's Sam Snee, where you kicked the ceiling of a roof or something. <laughs> I mean, these guys, I, I can't even attempt that. What, what would you say, we've, we've mentioned this a couple of times in the conversation, and, and I've even come out with uh, uh, something with this, with this title, the Tiger Effect. Just how much did Tiger influence the sport, and why do you think it is he's credited so much for moving the sport forward? I think it's different for everybody, right? Because we can go back and, and like, for me, my answer, if I was into the sport when I was younger, it probably would have been Ali Trevino Chichi because they're closer to my culture, right? Mm-hmm. But because I really didn't follow the sport at that age, for me, it was getting to see someone of color, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that normally wasn't on the golf channel. Or on you the just don't see team. a lot of you it, You just right. don't see it. So, for me, that was my attraction. Um, n- looking back, I wish I was maybe a little bit older to catch a little bit of Lee Trevino. I like to watch his film. Um, <laughs> he was just different. Yeah. He was just oh. different. And, 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 you know, a pit bull. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't care, and he was going to go out there and figure it out, and he did. And so I wish that I could uh, see him a little bit more. Uh, but for me, it's just, it's just what he brings to the table, and it's more than a game of golf. You know, the Tiger has influenced the game significantly, beyond anybody's belief, right? Mm-hmm. But the real person is his dad. Yeah. yeah. His dad was incredible. Yeah. He was with him the whole way. 
he came across and he engaged the kid at a young age and just kept driving, driving, but he wasn't, it didn't appear to be that he was overly where he turned the kid off. And now you see what Tiger's doing with his, his son, son yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking generational deals now. Yeah. And the impact that they're going to have over the game for many, many generations is going to be very significant. I hear that. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Great point. Man, heck, seeing Charlie out there, Tiger oh, Woods' son. Man. It uh, really – it, it, It's that, a carbon copy. And it's funny how fast <laughs> – it's funny how fast kids grow up. Because, yeah. like, like, I just saw him, you know, months this, ago. Yeah, it, but the way he was a year ago. <laughs> now I'm like, look at this kid filling out real yeah. quick. Like, what's going on here, man? I say, hey, man. I don't know what they're feeding him nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he's 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 really – has some height, oh. but he's just, just like his dad, man. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, it, the future for that kid's got to be pretty bright, huh? Oh. <laughs> I just hope he don't get tired of it. <laughs> right? You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. See, he seems to be pretty passionate yeah. about it, though. But I yeah, mean, I agree. Uh, that's only from the outside looking in, yeah. obviously. Yeah. You know. Um, well, fellas, thank you so much for joining us uh, for today. Out. I really appreciate you uh, taking some time to chat with us. Again, First Tee Northwest Arkansas. We invite you to look that up. Or if you're not in the area, just look up First Tee. Uh, see what's near you. There, I mean, how many do we know? How how many are there? Uh, it's I mean, it's across the nation yeah. now. Again, becoming yeah. international. Yeah, oh, yeah. 170 chapters in the U.S. Wow, wow. Yeah. There's one near you to include Puerto Rico. Oh, is that right? Yeah, man. They just had one uh, started by a year ago. Bariqua. Bariqua. It is. <laughs> well, I love it, fellas. Uh, let's go ahead and make our way out of here. <laughs> When's the next time you're playing golf, man? Uh, hopefully soon. But we got rain coming. Are so you playing much soon. these days? How often are you getting out there, Randy? Uh, twice a week and then hitting balls. He lives in a golf course. You know he's going to play. How, how, well, how well are you hitting him right now? Like, what's, uh, what's, 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 your score? Where are you scoring? Mid 80s. Okay. That's good. Mid 80s. That's, hey, I'll take mid 80s any day. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I've been what? playing a lot longer. <laughs> That's all right. And it does take time. It, it does. does. Let me tell you right now if you're thinking about giving it a try and you have it before, <laughs> it takes time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Take your time. Don't get discouraged. (laughs) Stick with it. Keep fighting the fight. Keep swinging, baby. And, of course, keep tuning in right here. Fair Ones and Fairways and Speech Check, our first crossover podcast. Gentlemen, thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man.